Let me ask you this. Have you ever looked into, like, when you were getting into acting and started realizing that you loved it and everything, did yeah. you start looking into um, schools, uh, um, academies? At one point I did. Because you don't necessarily have to have that No, nowadays. yeah. But for, just from the research I did on my own, I just felt like I could do without. Honestly, like, I'm not, I didn't. I mean, I did well in school, but I never really loved it or felt like it was. I, I, you know, I was homeschooled throughout my fresh or from uh, freshman to senior in high school. And I feel like that's when I really started learning the most because I was kind of like did it on my own. Um, and a lot of the acting I've learned has kind of been on my own too, like reading those books and stuff. Right. Um, so I feel like I kind of learn better that way. I definitely I'm a big proponent of like you still actually have to get up and practice things. Uh, otherwise, you know, just reading books isn't going to. That, you know, you have to meet it halfway with actually getting up and doing things and performing and stuff and auditioning. Just experiencing it. Exactly. So I didn't go that route. I looked at some. A lot of them were just insanely expensive. <laughs> any um, art. Uh, any art academy. Unfortunately, yeah. But um, I know some people have done extremely well uh, going. So I'm not like a don't go. I'm just like I, my brain I works differently when it comes to that. Okay. Well, it's cool, though. Yeah. Speaking of art school, Jesse Lang got accepted into Stella Adler's New York Academy. Mm-hmm. I feel like there should have been applause there, but then I remember no one's here. It's no, just us in this no room. No, for applause. Honestly, <laughs> um, yeah, that was something. Um, so I guess I can take you through that. I started... Because I haven't acted in a lot of my own stuff, acting is what I like doing the most. Yeah. Um, I love writing. I love directing. I don't really love producing. No, I don't either. Um, it's not but fun. it's an you have to. I mean, yeah. If I don't decide to produce it, it won't. It probably won't get made. So it's just you do it. But um, acting is where I feel the most free. I'm a guy that doesn't wear my emotions on my sleeve really. A lot of people don't see a lot of the depths of me. I'm a yeah. Over the past, especially year, I've become a really private person. There's nothing wrong with that. And so I, you know, acting is a way for me to f- be free a little bit because I can be someone else and release some of these. Like I, I pent, I build up emotions yeah. inside, and I don't let it out. Sometimes really I yet. have when I'm going through something. I'm like, don't react now. Push it release down it so later. you can save it. Yeah. And then I'm like. Is that like psychopathic tendencies? <laughs> that I'm like Depends on the way in which you save it for. That, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, I build up a lot of stuff inside and yeah. release it. And so that's a way for me to release. And it's kind of freeing. And at one point in my life, I wanted to be anybody else but me. Yeah. That's how bad off I was. And so I started thinking about that. I was like, you know, there's only so much longer I can write, direct, all of that. I've got to make a decision after a while, and then maybe I can come back to one of the others if I'm successful. Yeah. So I said, what do I enjoy the most? Acting. It may, it may not seem it because I'm not in everything I do and whatnot, and it actually kind of bothers me when people don't realize that I'm an actor. Yeah. Really bothers me. It's like that's what I feel like I'm, I, I should be, I most should be known doing for, the most. Yeah. Like, I got to play. I got lucky enough to play the Elephant Man a couple years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's it's you know that kind of always bothers me, but not everyone knows. So then I started thinking about well, what should I do with that? 
Well, I've got to get out of where I'm at. Um, which, no offense to where I'm at, I just kind of always wanted to. I'm not a rural guy. No, yeah. You always got to age out and eventually and move past. And Spread so your wings. Fly. Yeah. As Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was like, I, I, I need to just get out of here and I need to figure it out. So I started looking into places. I looked at Juilliard first. Mm-hmm. And I looked at all these in the back of my mind going, this ain't going to happen. Yeah. But I'll look into it. Well, Juilliard didn't have anything up available for like two years, two or three years. And Juilliard is the supposedly the best school, and it's the hardest to get into. And I've always pushed myself, well, they say I can't do something. Screw it. I'm going to prove them I can. I'm always finding motivation in anything yeah. I do. Um, one of my inspirations is as weird as this will sound is Tom Brady. No, I, yeah, I love him. I uh, hated him growing up because yeah. he won so much. Maybe maybe less uh, lip kisses with his son and I'd like him a little bit Man, more. You had to go there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> hey, this is a comedy podcast. I yeah. gotta throw some jokes out there so once in a while. My thing on Tom Brady is how he uses motivation. Oh, yeah. The man has won seven Super Bowls now. That's a, that, a crazy More than any other say. team. Any team. Yeah. Okay, he's won seven multiple MVPs, multiple Super Bowl MVPs, all this, and he still pushes himself to be better. He's still, after winning seven Super Bowls, trying to get his eighth this year at 40-something, still uses the motivation that he was picked seventh in the draft that year at pick 199 yeah. behind 600 quarterbacks that had didn't really have much of a career at all in the NFL. No. Have I you seen that picture of him? Oh, from the draft? Yeah. It's Long, gangly looking. Yeah. Um, His book is uh, – I was actually at Barnes & Noble today, and I saw it, and I was like, I, 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 was like I might want to buy it because it's like his whole workout routine. Yeah. He doesn't really use any weights, Mm-mm. which is really good for you know your body, actually. He just uses like those rubber things and like yoga mats and yeah. like his diet is insane. Um, though. It's yeah. like I couldn't do his diet. I couldn't afford it. <laughs> but he he uses that still to this day. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I do. I never forget and I use things as motivation and I go, uh, one of the things I go is I remember things where people told me I couldn't or I you can't. I remember yeah. that from middle school, high school, past few years. I remember all that. Yeah. And so any when I was sitting there looking at these schools, I was like, I'm not going to be able to get into these. Or people are probably going to think I can't, whatever. I'm going to show them that I can at least try. Yeah. So then I looked into Stella, who had the summer conservatory. And I'd heard about Stella through a couple people who had gone there before. I think it was for a conservatory. And I started looking into it. So I applied, paid the fee. They wanted to interview me. Um, so we had a Zoom interview call. This was last February or March. This is before COVID really hit. Yeah. They said, then they asked me at the interview, what kind of class would you like to be in? I said, well, my resume doesn't show it because it's a lot of my own work, but I feel like I should be in the enhanced class. They said, why? I just said, because I feel like that's where I would do best. Yeah. Which people can take any way they want. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, like we were saying, confidence in yourself. So they said, okay, we want you to audition. 
you have till this date to submit two monologues, one contemporary, one Shakespeare. I put it off. Yeah. And I put it off um, because I was like, I'm not going to get in. So I almost didn't submit. I kept talking myself out of it. Really? <laughs> so one day before they were due, I was at work. And I decided to say, screw it, I'll do it. And I had my buddy's camera at the time, and I went into one of the back rooms. I took all day studying, and I said, well, first, the, it was a tough challenge of deciding, like, what am I going to yeah. use? So I knew Shakespeare, I don't have much experience with Shakespeare yeah. at all. I've never been in a Shakespeare show. We studied Hamlet and Macbeth my senior year of high school. That's yeah. my knowledge. Yeah. So I'm a little worried about that going into the summer. <laughs> but... Um, I was, I knew I was doing the frailty. Thy name is woman, part of that monologue for sh for Shakespeare. So yeah. I was like, I'm gonna do that second day. So I started asking people, what should I use for the contemporary monologue? And they were pulling out a lot of play stuff and a lot of stuff that's normal, like from Death of a Salesman, Biff's monologue, yeah. stuff that everyone does. And I was yeah. like, I don't want to do what everyone else does. You got to do something. So I was like, what's a monologue that sticks out to me? And I was like, horror. <laughs> and I watched it again, and I was like, man, I shouldn't be doing this because it's sacrilegious. <laughs> yeah, it's Brando. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. They wanted me to film from the waist up. I filmed from the shoulders up. So I went into a back room at work at 3.30 in the morning and filmed it. Nice. I think I did two takes. Edited it. The next day I shaved. 3.30 in the morning. This is the day they're due. Uh -huh. I did the Hamlet one. Yeah. Submitted them that morning a few hours before they were due. And I thought nothing of it. I said, I'm not getting accepted. <laughs> but it, hey, at least I can say I submitted y yeah. it. Yeah. Or whatever. Well, three days later I'm sitting at work or three days later and I hadn't heard anything I didn't know how long it would take so I started just going through my emails and then I just typed in Stella because I was like reaching I guess and there was an unread email that wasn't in my primary folder <laughs> and they had sent it the day yeah. I submitted the videos yeah so I was getting this days late and I opened it and it read Congratulations on being accepted into the Enhanced Curriculum Option Program. And then it started just talking about everything, all the classes I'm taking, all the details. Yeah. And it didn't really hit me. And I read it, and I just went, huh. And this was like 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah. Work, nothing's going on, nobody's awake. So, you know, my nocturnal life. And I was just sitting there, and I read it again, and I was like, hold up. And I read it a third time, and I just started bawling. Um, That's call my mom. Woke her up. Yeah, you gotta. It's worth it. Um, <laughs> but then the challenge was I had like a month or less before tuition was due and everything yeah. was due because I submitted so late. So we had to rush to get plane tickets paid for. We had to pay for my apartment in full, pay for, pay for tuition in full. 
Somehow we got it all paid for. Well, at this time, COVID was getting worse. And what was happening is originally, normally the conservatory is 10 weeks, 22 hours of classes a week from uh-huh. June until August. Yeah. Well, because of COVID, they thought, okay, it's going to dissipate. Uh, we're going to try to do it in six weeks, 32 hours of class a week, starting July. So they were shortening it to try to still have it in person. Yeah. Well, the day tuition was due was in May. Everything was already paid for. I actually w- came home from work, went to bed pretty confident. Woke up that night to an email saying they're moving all classes onto Zoom. So that kind of upset me. It's like I'm finally put myself out there. I give myself a chance and... I get a chance, and this happens. And I know that's very selfish thinking because no, of COVID and everything, but it's like I'm finally trying to break out and do something that I'm... I had a dream when I was a kid, as cheesy as it sounds, of seeing my name in lights, and I've thought about that ever no, since. No, yeah. I think every actor has that dream. And so, you know, I remembered that, and I was like, and that's going to be taken away. Well, I had three options. I had um, cancel completely, which meant I would have to re-audition and everything, but I'd get a full refund. Um, I could defer a whole year or I could take Zoom classes, which to me just... Yeah, it's not the same. It's no... Especially with an acting class. Acting is so intimate, so personal. You can't do it over Zoom. And no offense to the people that like it. Yeah. I just, I can't. It's not me. I'm very raw. Like, everything I've... It's been all Mm self-taught. Literally all of it, almost. I took some theater lessons when I first started out for about a year and did some lessons for reci- uh, some scenes for recital. But everything else has been all self-taught. So it's very raw and uh, kind of untapped a little bit. And so, you know, I was like, over Zoom, that doesn't work. So I ended up choosing to defer a whole year. Yeah. And that sucked. You have no idea how much that took out of me. Yeah. And so I just sat around and just ate my feelings for three months. Didn't do anything laid around. Um, and I was, I had, I didn't lose my job or anything. Like, yeah. unfortunately, a lot of people did. I had this normal schedule the whole time, even during COVID. Yeah. But I would go into work and just eat. I would think I've got another year. Uh-huh. But it was actually kind of a blessing in disguise because um, I ended up losing a bunch of weight. Yeah, since basically, uh, well, I appreciate that. Since basically, in like the last week of September to now, I've lost fifty something pounds, um, closer to sixty probably. Oh my gosh! Um, I'm in the one sixties now. I was in the two. Really? I was in the two twenties. Wow, dude! Congratulations. Um, I just decided I need to change. I'd been depressed for years. Like I went through a period last year where I. Every day, I didn't want to be alive. Yeah. Like, it was bad. Like, I was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And I couldn't sleep, so I'd sit up all night. And, you know, I'm the type of person that asks how other people are. No one ever asks how I am. Yeah. No offense to anybody. They just, I don't no, yeah. ever present myself to be asked that way. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm very private, so I felt alone. Felt ugly, you know. Yeah. I just looked at myself in the mirror and said, I've got to do something or I'll, it'll be too late. So I changed how I ate, drank, uh, my mindset, 
you know, I'd bitten my nails since I was a child. I stopped doing that. Dude, I've been trying to stop doing that uh, for a long that time. That was probably one of the hardest things. I catch myself doing it. I'm like, what am I doing? Stop. Yeah. Because you don't, like, think about it while you're doing it. But, yeah. sorry. Well, what's your new, do you have, like, a new exercise thing you're doing? or? Yeah. So, uh, it's been a gradual process. When I first started, it was doing this extreme yoga program. And I was trying to do the hardest workout every day, and each day I would do only do a certain amount, and I'd have to stop. My first weigh-in after I worked out was 218.6, but I was in the 220s. Yeah. And I think probably mid-220s last summer. Um, stop. I, I was to the point where I was drinking sodas like four or five a day. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So I stopped doing that, and I was drinking mainly water. Still have a Coke every now and then, but yeah. mainly water. And I dropped twenty something pounds quick. Oh yeah. And then around December to January, I stagnated. uh, Around one ninety three to one ninety seven, and I couldn't for about a month get past that. Well, then I changed my eating habits, and I started to lose regularly, and then I started adding. I started walking every day. Wow. Well, then back in February I started running, and at first it was just like, okay, I'm just going to run a mile today. Now, like this week, I've ran almost 15 miles. Dang, um, man. And Do you just jog around your neighborhood or something? Yeah, and I'm running up hills and stuff like that. I oh, think dude, I'm about, that's... I'm about to start running maybe with weighted yeah. vest or something, too. But I was yeah. like, I'm not trying to get big. You can pull me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be behind you. Do a Facing the Giants. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not trying to be big. I just want yeah. to be, have be to stay in shape, slim yeah. and have good abs. Yeah. And being around 165 to 175 puts me at a good weight to gain weight or lose weight for roles. Yeah. And um, so all of that was kind of a blessing in disguise for me to probably lose the weight and get better mentally because I'm so much better mentally, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally than I was a year ago. I was really bad off, and I had been for years yeah. Like since probably 2016. Wow. And I was I was bad off. Like there's some people I've been friends with since then that still had, like they never got to really know me because of that. Yeah. They saw one side of me. And I'm different than I was even six months ago when I first started stuff. Like I'm even more private. Like I don't put up with as much crap. I'm even more straightforward now. Um, I'm a lot more, s- I'm always self-conscious, but I'm a lot more self-conscious about uh, being smartened up to things and yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so it was probably a blessing in disguise. It just sucked having to wait a year, but also another blessing is I'm getting to go the full ten weeks. That's awesome, man. Um, we're gonna actually have most every I think now most everything in person again because it was originally announced it was gonna be hybrid this summer. Oh, okay. but now. New York has announced this week that they're going to go full reopen July 1st, maybe before. So with everyone getting vaccinated, which I'm going to be fully vaccinated on the 10th, everyone in class is going to be fully vaccinated. We could very well have stuff in everything in person or most of it in person. I hope so, yeah. And I'm already a part of this group where we can all message each other and there's people from all over. And it's is it like all over the, the country world. or oh the world wow, and so when I first got accepted last year, immediately when things happen, I immediately go to uh, I go to the negative in a lot of times. Yeah, I, 
not as much now, but I used yeah. to be real bad pessimistic. <laughs> so when I first got accepted, I was like, oh, I got accepted because... I do the same thing, man, when I book stuff. Yeah. I I'm was like, like, man, they couldn't find anyone else. That's what I said. I said I got accepted yeah. because COVID and probably less people submitted. Yeah. Um. Well, then I talked to a shout-out, a buddy of ours, Christian Hetrick. He called me. Yeah. And I was like, dude, is Stella like a big deal? And he was like, dude, it's up there with Juilliard. It's a big deal. Like, people from all over the world go there. It's like the yeah. second hardest school to get into. Yeah. And I was like. Yeah, but I bet less people submitted, like, um, he was like, what probably helped you was that you did things your way. Oh, yeah. You submitted your audition with a close-up, and you did a monologue that no one else would probably do. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've booked stuff, and I have some other acting friends that have done the same thing where they just ignore the rules sometimes just because they have a clear vision and we're not saying uh, completely yeah, yeah, yeah. ignore the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you do need you to follow the rules. You have to go with your gut. But sometimes if you have a certain feeling, like for example, uh, when Elijah Wood taped his audition for Frodo for The Lord of the Rings, you know, they asked him to do it inside, you know, clear background, and he did his audition outside in the forest. Yeah, just because he said that's the only way he it's could do different. it. You just it for certain opens their eyes. For certain rules, you have to do that. And when Christian said that to me, you know, you probably doing that monologue and how you did it was probably what opened their eyes. And I was like, okay. Because no one else sent that in. I doubt anyone has ever submitted the horror monologue to me. Yeah. Because, and this isn't me saying I'm great, but like, who does that? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm absolutely, like, when you. Like, I even look back at that monologue now and go, I don't think I did that good. So, you know, but. That's good that you think that because that means, you know. You know that you're getting better. <laughs> I think I would do it better now, but I just yeah. I look at that and I go, man, I don't like how I delivered that. I don't like that look I did. I don't, you know, <laughs> why did they accept me? Don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was. I, I told them, you know, as long as I'm in the same class, I'll defer. And they ensured me I would be in. I, my tuition would still be paid, and that I would be in the enhanced class. Yeah. So in the enhanced class. You know, you're doing classes that are a little tougher than normal summer conservatories. Yeah. So I'm like, there's some there's some classes I'm worried about because um, I've never really had training. So I'm all, I think I'm gonna be behind everyone else, honestly. That's okay. But that kind of gives me a chip. Yeah. I'm gonna go in there like being self-taught from a small town of like seven thousand and being like, okay, I'm here to show you how good I can be. Yeah. But I'm still going to open my mind to it, learn yeah, to adapt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. While still trying to do things my own way, too, with my mentality. Yeah. Because I still, even when I learn this method, I want to be raw. And Stella Adler's method is very similar to how I do things anyways. Yeah. Like living the character. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a movement class, movement acting. Yeah. That's going to suck. Yeah. Um, voice and speech, uh I don't know. I've been working on my accent. I'm trying not to have an accent as yeah. much. And so with that, you know, Shakespeare, I'll probably struggle. Do you, do you ever catch yourself like hearing your own voice sometimes? Absolutely. The other day I was... Uh, I've uh, done it in this podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't yet. But the other day I said something uh, to Aaron and I caught my voice and I was like, man, I sound like a nerd sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can you hear me that? No comment. I was like, no comment. I was like, ah, why did I say that? You're her nerd. Oh. 
They are getting married soon. We are. Um, <laughs> shout out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Um, but there's advanced Shakespeare. That would probably suck. Yeah. Um, dude, I would. Yeah, that's. I like Shakespeare, and I've read most of his like prestigious work. I mean, all of his stuff's prestigious, but like, uh, yeah, I would struggle with that. That's tough. Scene so. study. I'm excited for because I've never gotten to do scene study. Um, not really. Um, film and TV. There's a class for that. There's ensemble building as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's going to be like starting out. Um, I've read articles about how great it is and how you get close to everybody, which is great. But there was one article I read from a few years ago of when they f- had their first day, the instructor of that whatever class that was had them each come up one by one and say what their favorite song was and why. Oh, wow. What's and your I'll favorite song? I don't know. <laughs> It's got to be a Pink Floyd song, right? Well, Mother is my favorite Pink Floyd song. Yeah. But I don't know. It's up there. Yeah. But I don't know if it is my number one favorite. Like, I really love Fix You by Coldplay. I really love Hallelujah, the Jeff Buckley version. Yeah. That one may be it. Uh, I love Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. (laughs) That's a mix of songs right there, man. I'm buried in my music. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Yeah. I wouldn't know how to say what to say to that. And then if like even just if just start d- rapping. Well, oh god. By the way, oh yeah, he was a, he used Jesse used to rap. We c- we got to throw that in there. Yes. School um, talent show what year? 2011 and 2012. Yeah. I I'm going to go check out your uh, SoundCloud. Please cloud. don't. <laughs> it was it was bad. Um Yeah. Man, I was out there in a black beater with a white boggin on stage. <laughs> Dude, and you know what the sad part is? That, like, during that moment, you were like, everyone's jealous. <laughs> well, I was... I would have thought this... I thought this back then, I was good. a little shyer. Oh, really? Like, okay. I had never <laughs> done stuff in front of people, really. And yeah. so when I got on stage, I was nervous because it, yeah. it was the talent show. It was packed in there. And I actually dropped a line. Yeah. What happened? I just paced Boop. around until I picked back up. <laughs> that's nice, nice, nice. Um, was it one of those things where you had like the soundtrack like going behind you, like? Yeah, it was just the instrumental. Uh, just the instrumental, because I in my school talent show sometimes they'd do that, or they'd also have like the actual what? like song playing. Well, what messed me up is I got back there and I was like, let's just run through it. Yeah. I'd, well, I learned then don't do that. And so when I've done theater. I don't look at my lines before I go on stage or anything because it's like I'll start thinking too much and drop them. Yeah. That's what happened. I started thinking too much about the lyrics that I knew, and I just dropped them. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel you on that. So the second year of the talent show, oh, you did. <laughs> I wasn't in the actual show. Oh, okay. I just was the, uh, the intermission act while they judged. Really? Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? So you were So they were judging and picking out their winners and I was the intermission performance. Wow. So, Cuz the 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 chick who was performing with me, she wanted to do her own solo thing. I was like, "You should. You do that in the talent show itself and then me and you can do the intermission if you still want." She was like, "Sure." Gotcha. So I went to Dollar Tree and bought a bunch of glow sticks and handed them out to different grades so we could try to do a glow in the dark performance. That's awesome. So the, did it go well? In memory, maybe. Mm, 
I don't know how to judge that sampling. Yeah, no, the see. second year went way better than the first year. I did. I did s- s- fourth and fifth grade. I was in the talent show. I did stand up comedy <laughs> for both. I can see. That. I won. Believe it or not, I actually got second place. Fourth grade, and then I think I downgraded. I got third, the fifth mm. grade. They just they got just they got tired of me. <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, I remember like standing up there and just like looking. It is like a sea of people, oh, yeah. and I think the only reason I placed each time is because I was the only person doing stand up comedy. And like I think at the time, pristine, <laughs> I knocked it out of the park. But like to look at it now, if I had video footage, I'd be like, "Oh, that's atrocious. That's atrocious." Well, <laughs> my junior year, I did "Airplanes" by B.O.B. and Haley Williams. Originally, we auditioned "Love the Way You Lie" by Eminem and Rihanna, and in the week of, our principal was like, "We don't like the content," even though I changed all the lyrics, some of the lyrics. That's great. She's like, "We don't like the content," so I had like a few days to learn "Airplanes." And then senior year, because it was just intermission, I said, let's not do anything big. So we did E.T. by Katy Perry and Kanye. So I appeared on stage with her, did the Kanye bit, left the stage. This is how much of a showman I am, (laughs) simply. Okay. I left the stage, went out the backstage door, walked all the way around to the front lobby until the next verse came through, went down the aisle, and it was so loud I couldn't even hear the music. I just had to remember the timing and pacing in my head. And everyone was going crazy. That's amazing. I don't know if they actually liked it or if they just thought it. Oh, there's this white boy up there rapping. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, man. You. I hope I didn't ramble too much. No, I mean that's what a podcast is for. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's just background noise. No one actually listens to podcasts. They just say they do to sound smart. So I to could their say anything I wanted. Yes. <laughs> like OJ didn't do it. Oh, what a callback! That's uh, is that too dated? He's I'm about tw- to have to go Norm McDonald on you. Like, <laughs> shut that down. I love Norm. I do too. He's I love a Norm. genius. One of my favorite jokes what about the he said this to Jerry Seinfeld um, uh, on comedian cards. He goes, "It's a great you know, episode." It is. He goes, "You know, everyone about the OJ thing said, you know, uh, um, the worst thing about it is the hypocrisy." And Jerry Seinfeld's like, "Yeah." Norm goes. You know, I always thought it was the murdering. <laughs> he said the same thing with Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I love, I love Norm Macdonald. Oh, oh, he's, he's one of my favorites. He, for me, I think he's number one for me. And then I'd go to Chappelle, and then I'd go Bill Burr. Do you ever? I love Bill Burr. Yeah. Who can actually act? Dude, he's really good. I want him to do like a more a serious drama. Thing. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like Adam Sandler. Yeah, or something. Have you? Uh, do you watch the celebrity roasts? Not really. Okay, so years ago they did a Bob Saget roast. Oh, and they all did the thing about how he, or are you about to say that? Well, Norm came on. <laughs> oh, that's right. And Norm did something totally different from anybody else, and no one got it. He went up there and did, like, knock-knock jokes, practically. Like, no one, he hardly got any laughs. The comedians on stage knew what Were he was doing. busting a gut, yeah. The crowd had no idea what he was doing, and it was genius. He's yeah, he's one of my favorites. His like, uh, it was either a podcast he did. He's got his own like show. On show, it, yeah, he did. Is really good. Yeah. He's oh, hilarious. he gets great guests on there too. Yeah. He, he's when you get to the joke section of his show. Yeah. I should amazing. ask him if he'd like to be on mine. I'll I'll send him a tweet. You're rising, Sampley. Why not? <laughs> no, yeah. how how many have you done now? 
I'm I've almost done it for a year, so I'm getting up there. What I do you do? Like one a month, two a month? Uh, no, I do. I try to do at least three a month. Okay. Um, so you release three a month? Yeah. Or do you record three a month? I release three a month. Okay. I want to say sometimes four even. Do you if have I'm a certain day that you release? Uh, usually I try to do it on Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. So you're it's a week week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You can but get more uh, views during the week. That's what, it's, uh, yeah. I've because noticed. it's people are at home more, they're on their phones more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, my most viewed one is the Jacob Laughlin one I've done, which is like about, I think about 2,000 views, but everything. My first one was probably the least. No, yours was actually for a while my most viewed one. Oh, uh, God. Believe it or not. People yeah. watching out of spite. Yeah, people like it. <laughs> 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 All right, that's that's the podcast for today. Uh, Jesse Lane, thank you so much for coming Thanks on. Thanks for again. having me, buddy. The only reason I made we could talk for hours, but yeah. I, I got to pee, so we got to stop. Yeah, peeing is more important. <laughs>